You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. What is up, punters and dribblers? Welcome back to another episode of the Hello Sport Podcast. I'm on qualified opinion and I'm wavering bias. Uh, welcome to a Thursday. Uh, if you're just tuning in Thursday morning, we've won the Ashes. Uh, we got it all done Wednesday night. Got um, it done in a night, baby. Yeah, uh, which was nice. Weather was bad. We decided to get our fucking skates on. And we've won the Ashes. No, just kidding. We like to kid here at Hello Sport. Uh, seriously, though, we are. it's an interview pod. Um, Eddie and I are on holidays as of today. So... Sunning our sacks. Suck on a fat one. We're going to sun our sacks. Uh, but. Not for too long. We're no, we're be back. Like streety with a mole on my dick, you know what I mean? Oh, I think you meant about holidays. Well, you definitely don't want to be streety with a mole on your dick, and you also don't want to go away for too long. Why? Well, because the punter and the dribbler will start to get antsy. No, we don't want that. We, don't we, live, we live to serve the punter and the dribbler. We are hum- but humble servants of yes. the punter and the dribbler. And we will sac- we sacrifice ourselves at the altar of dribble and of yarn. Dude, some people are like, you know, fighters sacrifice their bodies. We sacrifice much more than that. I know. I mean, fucking hell. Like, we sacrifice our bodies as well. Yeah. And our minds and our, our hearts minds. and our souls. Spirits. I mean, there's a lot that goes into satisfying the needs of the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. They've got an insatiable ap- appetite. Yeah, they do. They're hungry. They're hungry for it. Um, we're joined by Busby Maru, musical act Busby Maru, uh, on the podcast today. Tom and Jeremy. They are two mates from fucking Rocky in Queensland who've had uh, great success as a duo. Mm. Um, and it was good to have young. They came on. Dribblers. They love their fucking rugby league. They Big love dribbles. their origin. We waited till after Queensland and New South Wales did their thing uh, because if it was mid-origin, we couldn't have talked to them. Can I ask you a question? It's been on my mind ever since you said that from Rocky. Mm. Is Rocky Road from Rocky? Is there a road in Rocky Road? No, like Rocky, Rocky road. road, the the snack. The is in do you know what's in Rocky Road? Marshmallow? Yep. Uh chocolate? Yep. Uh don't know what else. No, I don't need that might be it. Maybe like a nut of some sort. Maybe a nut. Not a peanut. Maybe like an almond, maybe. I don't know. Do you say almond or just almond? Almond. Almond? Almond. I think it's almond. Almond? I don't know though. That's a that's a it's tricky. Is well, it almond a, or almond? Yeah. I'd I i can not say almond. It's too much. It is too much. Just say almond. Armand? Yeah. Armand? Not, Ar- not Armand, because, <laughs> you know, you're not a Spanish dude, but just Armand, I reckon. Okay. But Armand. are there any... What's uh, Dave, I'm sure you're not doing your job. Is there any... Uh, no, what's, what's in Rocky Road? Uh, of what? Well, that's the name of it, so why would you be looking that up? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we had the name. No, no, that's okay. You just, you just yell. No, I picked that up. I picked that up. It looks like a punters and dribbles. Sorry, Dave off mic here. Um, it looks like a road that is rocky. I gathered that. Same way, like a killer python's called a killer python because it's a fucking, looks like a snake. Do you know that one? David? Okay, good. I wasn't sure. I was just checking. Chocolate. Okay. So when I know, Brad. Cherries. Okay. Right. So I now bright peanuts immediately. Yep. I was incorrect. You're incorrect. You said, That's okay. al- well, you said almonds. <laughs> you said almonds and that fucked everything up for you. It says a lot. Uh, so Busby Maru. Yep. Great guys. Their new album is out this Friday. 21st July. What is the date today? 
19th? So I'm spot on. Okay. So I'm a fucking right. genius. 21st of July, Blood Red is the name of the album. And then they have their national tour starting in August. Uh, where is the date there? I've forgotten it. It's in August, though. Go to buzzbeamaroo.com. Yep, for tickets. Maybe a dot .au. Yeah, look, it might be a dot .au, but, I'm f- mate, if someone's got the fucking .com of Busby Maru, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, you'd have to be a real wily piece of shit, considering it's their last names. Yeah, it'd have to be super wily. You'd have to be wily. Anyway, great yarn with the boys. It was a great yarn with the boys. Very funny. That's some funny yarns. Um, Couple of ripper, ripper tales. There's a very funny yarn in here about uh, when they got signed, their first uh, record deal. And some some hash cookies. That's all I'll say. Uh, but good yarn with the fellas. They're great. Uh, really appreciated having them having them on. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> Thanks for coming in anyway. So uh, the album's out Friday. Hey, what's what are these like? Album promotional tours like? Are they are they fun? Yeah. Well, you used to do them while we were touring. So we would be playing late at night, going out till all hours, then getting up at six and doing TV and. Singing and you turn up. Honestly, we got some stories about being drunk hung with like custom radio over because I'm shit. And you're about to now, throw now up in his lap. There's no, no gigs. They put us up at the star. Thank you, Claire. Oh, that's nice. Oh, very swish. <laughs> and give us a driver. <laughs> <laughs> with the waters. Whoa, very well <laughs> mannered and behaved. And we, mate, we were in bed by eight o'clock watching really? Netflix, Uber Eats. How, how, what's the uh, like, how has that changed over the course of the careers? Did you guys used to be a little bit looser and wilder? Like, it's a fun, you know, and it's the nightlife sort of a Ten of years a, of a ago, job. if they had given us a driver and put us up at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> Two years ago. I wouldn't have slept the whole time. <laughs> uh, we got some mad, crazy, just idiots. But we are just so excited. Everything was so exciting back then. Every call you got was just like, hey, there's, you know, 20 people coming to your gig in Melbourne and you've never been there. You're like, that's Freaking unbelievable. And yeah. then, so you celebrate every night and you Absolutely. don't need to sleep because <laughs> now we've got heaps of kids between us. And <laughs> That's always, well, it's, it's, not, well, it's a little not worth it, is it? I don't have heaps. I got two, but I get it. Like, it's just oh, not, yeah. It's, it's not, not worth, worth it. going home tired because oh, you're no. just a grumpy old man, you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, or you wake up and you're just like, yeah. you have to be in and on. And you're like, the other thing is, and you probably, have you got kids? No, nah, not yet. Not yet. No. Nah. He likes to he likes to remind us he's got a dog though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one of those guys. That dog. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> right. right. One thing, because you boys like what that's what our drum always said. Now that every day's a Saturday. Yeah. Which you guys have got that job now. Yes. Yeah. It's great. It, it's not work to your wife after you've got a few kids. Dude, isn't it? Isn't that right? Like where you just sort of and but also. Like, I almost feel like I know it's not either, even though it is work. Oh, no, you know I what I mean? And you're like, technically, I do have to watch State of Origin with Eddie and we might be drinking. And that and is we it. might stay back four hours after the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? But don't pull me up on that. Even I need to lie about the finish time of Origin sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it was a late one, you know, extra time. Triple went overtime. To, yeah, yeah, went to 12.30, you don't read about it. <laughs> You got to pick your battles. So true, and then you can't hide it because it's all out in the open now. Yeah. You're like you can't hide your happiness. Because <laughs> one thing is, like on the phone call, how was the gig? Oh, it was really hard, and you know, we just, you know, you know, I'm just trying to downplay it the whole time. And then really, I'm like, I just want to share that, <laughs> like I used to be able to. Yeah, yeah. How the kids? Shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They like to let you know. And it's like, have you yeah. ever tried to be just be honest and go, it was fucking terrific yeah. tonight? Oh, every now and then you just got to. Yeah. How was it? 
Unbelievable. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> well, there's no use lying to when there's so much social media, right? You know, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, it was tough. Got annoyed after the gig and your bass player's on... <laughs> yeah, 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 he's you know, filming Facebook live and <laughs> got beer Single. Your head upside down. Got his own apartment, cans, oh, drinking living. tequila every night. Oh, yeah, that's why he lives life way. to the full. So how did it all start? Like, how old were you when you got into it? Like, how, what's the relationship with you two? I know it's sort of like I'm asking 50 different questions, but I guess like just the origin. We just ask the 50, just ask yeah. 50 and let yeah. them go. Straight out, so we'll go. go. Well, I'm a couple of years older. We're Rocky boys from central Queensland. Jeremy's musical family, very musical, but I left um, boarding school, went to uni. And then I'd come home on the holidays and Jeremy was playing with one of my mates and just cover bands and they were the they were shit hot, you know. Everyone was there. And I'd ask, I'd say, hey, in between your sets, I'll, I'll sing my love song originals to the drunk crowd at Glenmore Tavern. <laughs> it didn't go down well, but I still did it. And they were out there talking to all the girls and singing Lover Lover and Uncle Cracker. And <laughs> How did you feel having your mate be like, wait, can I come sing, sing love songs? Are you like, fuck, oh, I was going to hear bad. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. It's like filling the gaps. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm out there chasing tail and Tom's... <laughs> <laughs> He's serenading him for you. Tom uh, the longer I play, the longer he could have a break attacking <laughs> the uh, taking the girls. But yeah, and then but Jeremy was he, uh, he's a bit of a whiz on every instrument, but the guitar in particular. And and it was probably that moment I realised shit. How do you hold this crowd down with one acoustic singing slow love songs? Uh, I'd someone like him, cool looking black fellow that can rip it off on the guitar would help. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so a few years later, it worked. I finished uni. I came back home. Now there's a degree, mum and dad, I'm going overseas now, I'm going to save some money and uh, take my guitar and travel. And before I left, I rang Jeremy and it's like, mate, can you help me sound good? And pretty much, yeah, that's what happened. We played at every pub for a year straight, every night of the week to all our mates. And no one was doing it in Rocky at the time. It was just old fellas with beatbox machines singing, you know, pretty ordinary stuff. And <laughs> so we came and yeah, and then it kind of just snowballed. We didn't think we'd do it for a living. But we recorded an album. I didn't go overseas and so, oh, hang on. I might hang about and work and see what happens with the music because, you know, we're getting those calls. Yeah, mm. right. Well, like, what's how does that start, though? So, like, are you just playing at pubs and people start to, like, are you, you're noticing just more people coming or are you, like, so what's that, 10 years ago, did you say? Like, there's... Probably 15, 15, 20. So are you uploading shit online and that nah, sort of stuff? No, nah, there was nothing there. I don't even think we did that. Demo tapes and stuff? Did you Could yes. you buy demos? Four-track machines. We yeah. had this demos... And we found them the other day. They sound like dog shit. <laughs> thought they were so good. And the, the I suppose the confusing thing for us was so did all our mates. Like they didn't have any. No one had friends that could play guitar and sing. It was all footy and rocky, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like, oh, hang on, our mates play guitar. Get your guitar out. And so yeah, we recorded some demos. And then my brother was good mates. He went to boarding school with Pete Murray. Mm. Oh, and yeah. this is prior. You know, we knew pre Pete prior to Pete Murray. Pre Pete Murray. Pre Pete, Pete Murray. Murray. When he was just Pete Murray. When he was just still good looking. And <laughs> yeah, up, he's just know, a hot guy, you knew. Oh, ridiculously <laughs> athletic. Anyway, he, he played at one of my brother's weddings and he was concreting and he started, he didn't pick up the guitar till he was 23, Pete. Oh, really? One yeah, of one bastards. of those guys. Yeah, right. And yeah, and so he, he was a lot older than me, 10 years older, but he'd, he'd help, you know, because I just wanted to be, a, I wanted to write and sing. Mm. So we were just, I remember it was before mobile phones, ringing him on the phone, writing down lyrics to cover songs. He was teaching me that. Oh, really? Yeah, and so then overnight almost, he went humongous and he became Pete Murray. Mm -hmm. So even we were nervous speaking to him. And 
he's like, hey, now that I'm mega, come up here in Byron. I've got my own studio. Why don't you come and do a demo up here and I'll put you in with a good producer. And that was the start of it really, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Is that ex- I imagine that was quite an exciting, again, like the – I assume, like now, things are a bit more normal, right? Like the, uh, you're used to this sort it's of life. Sort of when that, yeah. when that sort of stuff starts happening, you're like, well, like what you is know, going on? Uh, every call is exciting. Yeah, I remember going to Pete's house with my little CD that I bought from the shop beforehand. It's like, can you ask him for a signature? You want him to sign? <laughs> <on my laughs> you, you ask him. You ask him. So I remember. I remember when you walked up to him. I remember as clear as yesterday. You were like, Fuck, you're not going to do it, or right, I'm going to do it. And you like, I had to do it. You had to do it. Oh, I didn't buy it for no Excuse reason. <laughs> I had no money as we last 20 bucks to buy his bloody album. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Anyway, you got the signature. You don't need it now. You've been on tour with him so many times. But um, Yeah, and then from there, we did our own album and uh, got it. We accidentally, I reckon, got a, a review in the Sydney Morning Herald back when reviews were apparently important. Mm. We didn't know. Mm. And my sister that was living down here that knew more than us and she was like, you got a great review. In by this guy named Bruce Elder and man, he's he's big time and we're like oh, okay yep cool I had no idea we're still in Rocky mm. and then yeah from that they did this He Will Have His Way album which was a tribute to the Finn brothers and they get you know they, it was it was called She Will Have Her Way where they'd get uh, all Aussie girls to do cover songs of the Finn brothers songs oh yeah and then they did another one called He Will Have His Way and and that's where they uh, yeah they asked us to do it with the only unsigned band and. Gave us Better Be Home Soon, which was pretty good. Hectic. Mm-hmm. That's a nice one to get. Yeah, it was a very good one to get. And yeah, and then Triple J and Snowball, all those calls just yeah for the next five years were great. So did you get a lot of love from Triple J? We got enough love. Yes, yeah. okay. We, got, we did a like a version and we were in the hottest hundred. And then Sick. by that stage they were like, hang on a minute, these guys are probably a little bit too country and uh, not as cool for the station, but it's too late. Is that a bit? Too late. Is that a bit what they're like? Triple J? Is it like I'm trying to? And Dave over there, our two producers are a bit more Triple J. Dave and, and Tommy. <laughs> one Dave. of them's one of them's got a tattoo. He's got a fucking Triple J <laughs> tattoo on his thigh. True story. If it wasn't so close to his penis, we'd ask you to ask him to show it to you. <laughs> it's, it's it's touching. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's touching. Oh, yeah, it's it's far too close. <laughs> one of these days. Um, but yeah, what's like? What's Triple J like? Into I know it's obviously meant to be sort of youth focused. It's but supposed like, to be. And look, you can be dirty on it, and everyone is when you're not getting played on it. When you're yeah. getting played on it, it's the greatest, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. that's cool. But when you're not, you can get caught in it. We were lucky because we went to do our second album, and you start like thinking, oh, "Well, you want to get on Triple J? We got to how do we write for Triple J?" But then they didn't add one song or play anything, and that was the best thing that happened to us. Because if they had have, we probably would have just just had one foot in the door and one out. And so mm. then it was like, "Oh well, let's." Let's be sellouts. <laughs> As in, you mean you would have been beholden to them? Is yeah, that what you're oh, to... more like the way you write music. You probably want to write it that's current to what they're playing all the time. Instead is, of just uh, writing the okay, way that whatever yeah. comes. Is that is that what bands do? They write oh, to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can say they don't, but they do, don't they, mate? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even old go, bands. Go write something that sounds terrible and Triple J will play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're not getting played again, are we? <laughs> I don't think we're getting played anyway. Yeah. What's Sorry, it like? Because Rocky's a bit more... Rocky, as you said, like it's footy, it's blokey, it's sort of. Was there any? Were you, uh, I guess was there any sort of like apprehension to Muso sort of vibes in there, or was everyone like embracing of it all? 
Not for us. Yeah. Everyone wants to be full, everyone wants to be fully players. Even us. Even I was playing. Like I'm still playing fullback for Broncos. Oh yeah, so <laughs> I was definitely Alan Langer's like next. Yeah. You know. It wasn't until it's like, oh, hang on, I can get girls without training, <laughs> <laughs> and I can get drunk in the process. Yeah. <laughs> it's like win so win. And, and we get footy players coming around, you know, going, oh, I wish. I Wish I was just a muser. I've got to train. I've got to get to my own train in the morning. It's funny, isn't it? Because yeah. yes, I'm like Sam Thought. I was always on the guitar. Dale Finucane's always singing. <laughs> Dale Finucane. Yeah. Yeah. We Dale's reached out to him. Oh, yeah? We actually offered him because he was singing. And they, the, the Melbourne Storm boys, there's a big rocky connection. So a few of them come to some of the gigs every now and then. We, one of our support acts couldn't do Melbourne, so we were like, let's get Dale Finucane to support us. That would be hilarious in the corner. Yeah. Did he do it? He, he had a, to. He he was having, his wife's having a baby, and he oh. wanted to. And he can sing. Have you heard him sing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard uh, him No human who's ever, has ever had more of a fucked speaking voice <laughs> and then, like, and then can actually have, like, a, like, a, a nice singing, singing voice. Oh, worlds apart. It's worlds insane. Apart. You can't imagine Gary Larson singing a tune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day. The fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think two hundred and seven reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, some I will. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. We love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. 
Gull it up. You guys are massive footy heads, though, aren't you? That's sort of like... Yeah. Big time. Where, as New South Wales fans? or nah. Yeah, we, so we, we, thought we, we thought we'd wait until after. I like origin. how you situated the, the chairs couch, here. Yeah. Well, that that's actually, actually not intentional. No. But now that I see it, it's, it it's obvious. Sense, yeah, yeah, very Can obvious. I say, they're just very comfortable. We, look, well, we, everyone a, says it, and it's it's nice because we... It's a five-piece uh, modular. Is it a five-piece or six-piece? Oh, it's a six-piece modular. It's, it's, well, yeah. it's good for short fellas because my feet can reach the ground. Thank you. I mean, we've looked after everything. It's actually, it's out the back under a tarp in the in the garage. The rest of it, yeah. It's unlocked. Loved, but it's got a radio on the side of it, so it's very trendy. We 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 tried to get we. It was one of those things when we got the studio where we were like, you know, we were basically just like children trying to fill a room, and it was like <laughs> we just we just liked I've this antique it. this antique six piece modular. Yeah, mm. we didn't need it, and then you, we got it, and we didn't need it. Have so you got no, a ta- have you got any tapes like old cassettes you could give yeah. us because we could slide? Yeah, one we in. could actually. We're talking about that yesterday, actually. The new trend, you know, if you're trying it's to... It's gone back, hasn't yeah. it? It's like cassettes are cool. It's just constantly trying to, you know, chart yeah. what's easy to carry these days. Well, that's cassettes. true. That's a good point. Well, maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe that's what's on the cards. Well, maybe it's on the cards. If you want to buy the couches as well. Yeah, you, you can, can buy the... You yeah. can buy, we are, you we buy are the couch for us. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. We might be able to you know, do something special. There you go. But are you Cowboys fans? Broncos. Broncos. Broncos came in and whenever it was, 88, and so... Uh, some yeah had the once Cowboys came in it was you know and they came at Super League anyway so it was like you either coming now or you stay and you know we were pretty Die, it's hard to change then oh, right? not and you were the Broncos well, we yeah. cl- Rocky's closer to Brisbane isn't it oh it's no, probably no. Is. I wouldn't about there smack in the middle yeah, my geography's not good about New South no, Wales it's a, lo- it's a long drive <laughs> but we we love the Cowboys as well of course you know yeah. being loyal oh. I live on the Gold Coast it's Pretty hard to like the Titans. I'd like to see him go well. If Ben Hunt goes, do you reckon he'll go? Yeah, I reckon he will. What do you like? Well, I think so. I mean, I mean if you hear enough whispers, and generally it's the truth, right? I think yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Like, Des is a oh, great mate, coach. He's obviously got four and up there. He's now a grandfather. I think that, yeah. <laughs> that bodes well. They've got a good side, like yeah. Tino and Fafita. Life's also too well, short. They have Tino and Fafita. Well, they well, do for now. They do for now. We like to, we always get like just dribblers DMing us, but like that's as much as I need for a rumor to even slightly be true. You know what yeah. I mean? Like some complete random who's like, mate, heard this fucking. Well, that's what we trade on complete yeah. randoms complete. telling us things right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> complete that whisper. is what I love you and know, it's I'm funny because right. I know True. enough about our audience to know that they're all full of shit so <laughs> I don't know why we put any sort of weight into what they're saying but apparently Tino's coming, coming to Manly, Manly so. So. Tino oh oh you heard it here first mate well yeah. mate okay so well, no, we couldn't, but listen, we'll, we've probably thrown something in. We, 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 just, could, we could give him a stake in Hello Sport, maybe. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, I that's don't know if that's... good buy. Yeah. So, a bit of a manly <laughs> connection for you, right? So, growing up in Rocky, not many people are big Manly Sea Eagles fans there, but now they are because of Siebes, right? Because want, everyone wants Siebes to go well because what the Bronx did to him, and he's actually my brother's best mate. Is he really? Yeah. They're, they're both best men at each other's wedding. They've known, they went to the Broncos together and... So everyone at Rocky is pro Seebs. Yep. But everyone at the Broncos is anti Seebs. Every old boy. Oh, old boys. He should have stayed at Broncos, but the Broncos players There was a whole story with goodies. that, and I don't really? want to go into it, but well, he was set can, up You can fire. go into it if you want. Oh, well, well. As much as you want to have on. <laughs> the other thing is my brother-in-law was the CEO of the Broncos at the time when all that shit was going down, so it's kind of like cross Whew, trauma. That was Dude, trauma. That was, must have been Wayne a tough Bennett time for you. Big time, because we love Wayne Bennett, and now it's like, Shit, I'm going to get sold out here, but I don't care for the Dolphins now. But you do a bit. I like the Dolphins. 
Yeah, but, but I, I, like but Wayne, I, I, I also, I also know that Bron- um, Wayne screwed the Broncos over. With so Wayne screwed the Broncos. Oh, it's oh, funny because, yeah, like the, again, you know, the rugby league rumour mill is fantastic oh. for just misdirection and confusing you. You don't know what the fuck's going on. I was always just like, the Broncos fucked up. Yeah, yeah. No, there's so many ins and outs, but they don't come out with it. The, you know, the why do you think? Why do you think the the people are anti Sebes? Oh, up there. Well, well, yeah, but even even down in Manly now, the drums are starting to beat a little drum, bit. I see the footy show last night. Moses but just, and whatever else. That stuff, but that's like, yeah, I I can see all that, but I think next year is going to change big time for Manly. I, I hope your peanuts come. Holy moly! Well, we can only so, hope. Was your brother was your brother involved when Steve's was passed out in the Maccas? He said he was meeting up with mates. Was yeah, that when, yeah, he was. Oh, there. He was with him. <laughs> yes, he was there. My brother, <laughs> mate. Steve, he's hilarious. He, have you, have you just had a beer with him yet? No, no we haven't. We no. met him at the start of the season, but it was sort of uh, we were there. It was pretty just, quick. Like, he he is, the I think we were sitting next to him. Weren't we? Oh yeah, in the team photo, mate. He's a dead set legend, and like. Ice man, you think that all that stuff would crumble him, eh? Like mm. it crumble any other human being that happened? Yeah, sure. Crumble me for sure, mate. Oh, it's like it was. We all took it personal, but he didn't. You know, they were even get into his family and stuff. And he got uh, look. It certainly got beyond footy chat, didn't it? Where he it was it a bit did. Like, this it was pretty rough. rough. That's but pretty then after it, after it, you know, they came. He, come, my brother lives three doors down from me, and I'm the youngest of eight kids, and Ooh. he is. The black sheep of the family. This one, he's mad as a cart snake, and he's good value. And him and Steve's the best mate. So we'll go to the RSL, the Corumban RSL, the famous RSL, and we're having beers. And everyone knows Steve's. I'm like, are you sure you want to go here? Like <laughs> after everything's gone, he's like, no. What? Hey, mate. And they all just want to come up and talk footy, and he just turns around, and just talks to anyone about footy. And we're there. You know, how's Turbo going before the season? No, he'll be good, mate. You know, he gives everyone the time of day. Yeah, right. He doesn't care if they see him having beers and having fun. Like, so I like the way he handled that Piston Maccas thing where he's just like... Uh, my mates came down from boarding school and... Come on, I had the week off. I was off. tired. The game, yeah. I got yeah. pissed and fell asleep in the Maccas. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You- <laughs> You we can do that a bit too. Yeah, don't we? I'm not. I'm yeah. not beyond. Well, I think it was a qu- it was a quick nap in between burgers because he'd had a feed and then he was exactly. like, I was just waiting for a couple more. Yeah, he was <laughs> sleeping off the first one. And as you know, mate, sometimes you need to sleep off, mate. I've, I've, yeah, I you slept off a few burgers. Well, no, I lost uh, an NFL bet um, on our on another show we do. It's like a t- yeah, what was it? The fantasy, fantasy NFL, NFL fantasy, and he didn't. I don't he didn't even field a side for the first four or five. I weeks. gave up real quick. It's only that. a sixteen round season, yeah, so yeah. he was in big trouble. The, and lose, the loser, yeah. twenty four hours in a McDonald's, and you can every cheeseburger you eat takes off an hour. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. he had nineteen in five hours. That's solid. That is, dude. It wasn't. It was fucked. It yeah. was actually the worst thing ever. But I did it, and then I went home and I passed out, and then I woke up, and it was like. I woke up like, you know, three hours later, but I thought I'd slept the whole night and it was yeah. in the morning. And my wife was like, and I'm like, wait, where is it time to go to work? She's like, you've been asleep for an hour. Oh, hours, no. I was like, oh. So I can understand Steve's falling asleep in the back, as I understand. I'm not the, I'm not the first one to, well, he's not the first one to do it. Um, but so, so you, you, you start getting notoriety. When do you, when does it get like, I don't know, when does it become a full-time job? Um, well... We were both working for the same department. I was a lawyer before this. I was okay. going to be uh, Jerry Maguire. That's what I wanted to be. Oh, did you? Yeah. Show me the money. And then with one of my mates who was an accountant, he ended up going on to do that Looked after a lot of the players. Still does. And uh, there was we, music was sort of starting to take off. I moved back to Brizzy at the stage and we were get, playing festivals and 
Then I got offered a big position and was like, well, once I take this, the music's over. So I turned it down and I went and worked for the Department of Communities. Jeremy's worked for the same company in Rocky. I was still a lawyer. And what were you doing? Well, it was policy advice. And I did nothing, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'd ring Tom and be all professional. Yeah, he'd ring Hi, me. Hi, it's Jeremy from the Rockhampton office. <laughs> he's a guy, he'd be like, oh, Jeremy, how's the gig on the weekend? Like, oh, yeah, good. Tom, yeah. still? <laughs> so true. But um, we used up every flexi day, every every holiday we had, planned festivals and and then we we got signed. Does your work know you're doing it? Like, are they, they're aware yeah. that you're, you know, yeah, you're not like just sneaking off? No, they actually were like, they're a bit older than us. And they were just like, mate, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you want your gold watch? Do you want this? 25 years. Do you want this? <laughs> right. Get out of here. <laughs> no. Every time they walk past my desk, get out of here. Get out of here. And I'm oh, like, really? Oh. But it's scary. Jeremy had young kids too. So we're like, oh, you know, he just a bit of imposter syndrome. Like, I don't, this sounds too good to be true. We yeah. can actually do this for a living especially when you get drummed into you that if it's if it is too good to be if it looks too good to be true it usually is you know mate and that's growing up rocky you're either a builder a nurse doctor lawyer yeah you're one of those things you know carpenter but yeah so we got signed uh, back off the back of you know a song being added and uh, you know a bit of thing added to triple j and things happening and I remember when so, we so got I just wonder, how does a signing work like do you have a manager at this point are you guys a bit like you know, where you're sort of bright-eyed and you don't know what the fuck's going on. Have you got yeah. some slick, slick-haired agent coming in being like, you know, <laughs> Mate, greased up? We had a bet, one of our best mates from the pub in Rocky, owned the Oxford. He's, he's killing it now. He runs all the festivals and does all the bars for the big touring festivals and stuff. Yeah. And he was out, he was running the pubs and he came back from overseas and there's this movement of us back there. He's like, fuck this, oh, let's do it. We were a trio there for many years. And then it, both our careers just got too hectic. So he's still in touch with us, but he's passed us over to our current managers. Mm. But at the time, and you've thought, oh, you just reminded me of a really good story about us getting signed. Mm. Bloke named Tony Harlow, he was signed to Warner Music. Uh, he was the head of Warner Music. He was an English guy, you know, signed Ed Sheeran and all that. Massive. Man, he walks in the room, you're shit scared, you know. Like, he, he, can, he can make things happen. You're and right. we, he's going to fly up to my house in Brizzy. And I lived in a... Um, Share house down the road from where the found out yesterday with the two advocate guys did. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They were next door doing all their things and we were doing <laughs> our things. And Jeremy was in Rocky. He flew down for this meeting. We were like, This is the this is amazing. He's flying to our house. So Jeremy and our manager flew from Rocky, met me at the house, and we Jeremy's still working. He's like, Look, I've got to work. And we're like, Okay, you stay there and work. Uh, I'm gonna go out and um I'm gonna go out and get all the meat and make it all look pretty and great. And we're just so excited. In the what, meantime, like little, like little cheese oh, platters and shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like we didn't know what to do. We didn't know. No, like, fully, we had fully. no idea. I'm just trying to impress. Like, just wanted to come up and just say, "Look, suit? I think you should come over and." <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> no, well, it, it get it goes downhill very quickly. <laughs> My cousin and best mate decided. Oh, I don't know why of all days to do this. Came over to my house. Didn't want to do it at his house because his girlfriend get up in, but he wanted to cook a batch of um, hash cookies in our oven. Terrific, mate, mate! Please, this is the time to do please, it. Please, not now. <laughs> and Jeremy doesn't touch the stuff. Never, you know, he's working. Oh, we left him. <laughs> Went shopping, get the meat, get a call, Jeremy. Please come and get me. Call the ambulance. Like, what's the? What are you on about? I had no idea they were hash cookies, <laughs> and I was hungry, <laughs> so I got the whole batch on the couch. I was watching the three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Specific. So I'm going, wow. 
kind of I a trippy I, movie I as well. Seven of them. I had. Se- I remember standing up from seven the couch and just going boom. <laughs> <laughs> like, the bike's about to turn up. He's about to turn up in forty minutes, and I thought I thought he's bullshitting. Absolutely bullshitting. Come and come home. I call the ambulance. And when, I was like, he's having me on. He always used to stitch his other up. No, he wouldn't do this. That's that's this is the biggest move ever. He wouldn't do this. No. <laughs> just see if he'd do this. And then he said, I swear on my daughter's life. And I was like, get home. Get home now. <laughs> well, the time we got home, I was, and I was, I'm a worry wart too, so stressing my balls off and I get there. We lived in this house, which was in Brizzy in Belimbo. It's a big slope. So right up the top of the grass up the hill, the neighbours just literally could see you. He's there in the fetal position, nothing on but a pair of Bronco footy shorts and holding a hose <laughs> into his mouth. <laughs> Clear as day. And as I walk in, he's like, sorry, Tom. I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to die. Like, yeah, no, I, I was begging him to get an ambulance. Well, mate, like, like, if you know that you've, like, if you know what you've had, it's one thing, but it, like, yeah, well, I do not what know, had. and then it's all fucking hit you. You're like, oh, my God. How long did it take for it for you to well, come level back out? About, from five hours later. <laughs> oh, I had to get him out of well, the house. That was a had to make up a lie. Yeah, so how would you get him out? Like, you threw his bag down, filthy. It got a friend of ours who was a pharmacist come around, pick him up and load him up the hydrolyte. She took him away and just like nursed him back to normality a bit. <laughs> in the meantime, old mates turned up. My cousin felt so bad. So he came in to be the step in for Jeremy. They must have been thinking, what are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not who Torres Strait Islander, the complaint. <laughs> That's why we signed, want to sign you. <laughs> He's got, he gets there and we're like, oh, hey, mate. We're like, oh. We went out for sushi. Jeremy's allergic to prawns and got food poisoning. He's had to take him to the hospital. Made up this absolute elaborate lie. Great his lie guts though. pumped. That's a good one. Because he one. is allergic mm. to prawns. Yeah. It could have happened. Yeah. That, that, it, just didn't. it just didn't. It just didn't. It could have. It could have. And then, anyway, we get through the night, having a good night. And then finally, he gets dropped back around at the end of the night. And he's. Oh man, he you probably got the munchies by then, walking straight in. I don't remember it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he walked straight in, the barbecue was still humming. There's some old steaks sitting on the thing, and they went, Oh, Jeremy, went, Oh, g'day, Jeremy. You, you feeling better, mate? He went, Yeah, those steaks still good? And went straight over and nailed the steaks, and they start calling him, Come back, kid. Come back, kid. <laughs> Didn't you just have food poisoning? And we eventually didn't We didn't say a word about that Just the three of us You know five of us knew Didn't say a word Not even to our other manager Who who was with us at the time And a bit of a higher up guy Who's now our manager And then when they We got a goal record When they finally gave us the goal record And our young manager went Righto We've got to get this off our chest (laughs) That's great (laughs) Told them the story So the meeting went well You got signed then Got signed yeah There you go So yeah we flew down With the signing Went in, had to had to go to work, meet the boys in Sydney. Had no more days left. Went into the, my boss and went, "Oh, look, I'm feeling a bit sick in the guts. Might have to go home. Sick." First time I ever lied to him. Felt horrible about it. Went and changed out of the suit into the go get ems. Mm. Straight to the airport, met the boys in Sydney. Got signed. Had a big night down here at the Cricketers Arms. Called in sick the next day, which was legitimate. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but the worst thing is, went back to work on the Friday when we got home and. Are you feeling better? I just wanted to tell everyone. Yeah. Oh, bit, yeah. Getting yeah. better. Had to wait for the n- next week. And then, so the, you then you quit your job the next week. Is that sort of how that works? Or like, what do you do? Yeah, we tried. It? We tr- we tried not to. We were still scared about the jump. Yeah. We actually got pushed. Our boss was like, "Mate, like, 
you can do this because we tried to get more time off and he's like just go this mm. job will be here for you so it, okay. yeah you can come back for the gold watch you come back for the gold watch i'll let you That's back true. That's right well jeremy it was harder for him he had young kids he's well, a young family so yeah hey, i just once you did it i was like oh well we're both in for the long haul mm. and haven't looked back how good's that no What's the process like with writing songs and I guess like not just like like lyrically but musically, how's that work? It's pretty much the same process for us or oh, has been. Uh, I'll just come up with a melody on the guitar, a bit of a progression and keep a pretty simple bit of a skeleton and show Jeremy and he'll structure it with all the flashy stuff and then, you know, generally the lyrics or whatever's thinking like come up. Yeah, comes out of your mouth and shape the song afterwards. And we got awesome band now. And we get to work with good producers and collaborators and stuff. So it kind of makes it easy. But we tour that much, and we're always on the road. That you know, we were saying this, but before actually, you just got to schedule those sessions in. How often are you? How often are you on the road? Like for just oh, for mate. at a time? Yeah, depends. Can be weeks at a time, can be the weekend. But it, look, if we're on tour, like we'll tour Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll fly home Monday, and then we'll be flying out Wednesday again. Yeah, <coughs> you're stuffing up so. everyone's structure at home. How do, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about like those sort of five or six shows back to back? Are you sort of counting them off in your head, or do you love yeah. doing every single one of them? No. It, it, the worst thing is, it's like it's 23 hours. Of, oh, what's that? From the moment you wake up, it's the gig. You're touring. You're talking about it. You got to do promo or whatever. You know, it's all this other stuff, and then you get on stage and it's an hour. The yes. main thing's an hour, yeah. yeah. And it's over, and then you're like, okay, so that part's awesome. Everything leading up to it's just the hardest thing is planning your big planning your nights, your big nights. Yeah, so it's like okay, if I've got, I can have a big one this night. <laughs> I can do that hungover. We've got early, <laughs> we've got early travel. You got to pack everything. Yeah. All the yeah. life stuff. But everywhere we go too, yeah. it's like everyone wants to catch up with you because you, every town you got mates. It's like mm. okay, come around my place and we'll have a big night. It's mm. like, well, I can't really, but we plan them now. And yeah. If we fire on the same night, it's oh, bad. It's bad. Yeah. So normally it's Tom having a big night. And then oh, well, the next night right. I'm having a big night. Oh, you got to share the load. Oh, otherwise, if we fight together, it's yeah, bad for everyone. Yeah, it is. It's How do you walk one. off stage though, like so pumped up and just go and chill out? Like, I'd, go I'd be. I go straight to bed. Do you yeah. really? I wouldn't like, be able I to do that. I don't know. No, I, I can't. I get. A, I call it final night fever, because I say if it's for, the boys get first night fever. Oh, I love first night fever too. Mm. But if don't I, we all? Oh, if I wreck with the voice straight up, I'm just. I just am so anxious about not being able to. Slow my voice out or sing yeah. and whatever. And generally it's fine. So I try to behave a little bit until the last night, and which is also worse if you have young kids at home because you smack yourself on the last night and then you're going home to four kids. Yeah. Happy happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Loving it. Is there any way you, you try to keep your voice in check? Because he... He struggles with his voice just doing the podcast. Thankfully, it's my voice sounding nice doesn't really matter. But <laughs> no. I mean, it's sort of people. Well, we need it. to be audible. Tom. Yeah, I get. Mine <laughs> 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 um, goes at the drop of a hat. Talking's actually the Talking's worst, worst for your voice. It's worse yeah. than singing. Oh, really? Talking Definitely. Is, yeah. Okay, well that makes sense. That's I can my give voice you some. Mate, I can give you some exercises. Yeah, please. What do you got for us? Well, the best one is oh, you look like a dickhead doing it. Yeah, let <laughs> me do it. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like that. What? Looks good, doesn't it? It's it's fucked, yeah. that looks one. like a tick. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like a tick. Shit, that is good. I've been called. Got Cole Sandlands, but I've never been called a tick. Um, 
That's good. That's good. No, there's there's a thing called a, a whist, uh, you blow straw technique. People swear by it. But when you're in real trouble, you just get prescribed some steroids. Oh, yeah? Drop them in the morning and away you go. And have you had any situations where it's been fucked before a show and you've had oh, to try and... Yeah. Mm. Have one I had to pull out on, actually to break my heart a bit. We, were on, we did a had to pull headline tour last year with Casey Chambers. Oh, yes. Oh. We've oh. actually serenaded our listeners to Casey Chambers. We have. Sung, <laughs> which, was, which, you know, went down like a lead balloon. There's <laughs> <laughs> actually someone in our uh, Facebook group the other day calling for like a mute button for when we sing. To <laughs> be like automatically <laughs> embedded yeah. in Shut the show. I did hear what I listened to. The, um, you, Brian Fletcher, you were talking to Brian Fletcher and you had a, a jingle for Dan and Kemp. That was really nice. Oh, oh yeah, because we actually did we did we, the ding, jingle on Monday. It gets put through all the episodes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, that jingle. Danny was, Camp, he's a tramp. I was like, what's yeah, the tramp? Yeah, we listen. We, listen, it started, don't, we started don't, don't overthink it. Don't judge us for that. <laughs> jingle. Oh, not at all. Actually, no. I was but do you think we've got what it takes? I do think. Yeah, yeah. confidence to boot. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Anyway, so you you lost your voice before Casey Chambers. Well, yeah, I thought I never quite ever lost it on stage. I always thought I was about to. And somehow I've always pulled through, but just probably getting a bit older. Man, it was he had he had Jeremy doesn't talk on stage. That's his thing. And I, if I ever try to pass it over to him to talk, he just looks at me like like I'm going to kill you. And everyone can <laughs> see the tension. It's like right, so I don't do it anymore. <laughs> and um, I came out. I was like right, oh, let's just see. And I came out with the two hardest songs. And I thought if I get through them, no worries. And I didn't. Shit. Blew, like literally blew it out. So oh, really? Show in Adelaide. Just busted the thing, busted the voice. I, I like it was bad, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was good. It was <laughs> <laughs> I, Jeremy, I'm like, oh, I know what to do. I actually don't know what to do. We've had everything go wrong that you can think of, but mm. never once has have I not been able to sing and yeah. like, so debilitating. And anyway, we had a big show the next day, and Jeremy had to take over for the last song and put him out of his comfort zone. I went home. I just went. I had to tap out, and we. Flew a mate down to step up for us, and everyone was okay with it. He he knew the songs. He was a Brad Butcher, big shout out to Brad Butcher. Shout out to Brad. He's a good bloke and a good singer, and he knew the songs. And Jeremy had to basically do the. I kind of so stepped up and did the, did the chat. Oh, you, oh, did, you, oh, did. you did it. Mm. How'd you Sang find the that? Songs, I talked a bit longer than Tom normally did. <laughs> We yeah, like, went about. over. You we just went, go out there and shoot the shit when it comes yeah, to your brain. We went over time. So like, I didn't think I talked that much. <laughs> the one that doesn't like to, do to talk, fucking actually, to just he really wants to talk more than anything else. He's been he's been bloody um, yeah muffled for that long, and he just let loose. Well, so, what did you do when you when you couldn't sing in that show? Like when you started, did you just walk off. Like you're like, sorry guys, I can't finish end the show. It, yeah. yeah, we packed up and fuck. Casey was waiting side stage. Like she she was. He, it was bad, man. Yeah, dude. That's and like, you know, when you do it for a profession and career, and also the worst thing is I was actually well-behaved. Like, it wasn't self-inflicted. Yeah, right. But you would, but with the perception of being that you were being too, you Probably. guys were ripping and tearing. <laughs> Everyone right. has that perception of us, yeah. Okay, right, yeah. You know, they drink too much and the boys from Rocky. And, yeah, I suppose we do, but we're professional. Yes. You still show up. Of course. Up. Yeah, we turn up. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Do you have well, nightmares, on the water today, boys. Do you have nightmares <laughs> related to that sort of stuff? Like being on stage is your profession, like, and obviously that's sort of like the worst thing, but do you do you ever have nightmares now or like things that where it's like your guitar fucking something happens or your voice goes again? Is it, is there, is it in your head that sort of a thing now or is it? I don't really think about it too much. So yeah. You probably do. I do. Yeah, I think. But we've had everything wrong go, like everything go wrong. Our first gig ever, in like our first original gig, it was in Toowoomba of all places, which is strange. Sold out in this little theatre, a uh, little 300 people. 
you know, we've been playing covers to our drunk mates forever. Mm. And that is easy. That, I don't know why, we're just easy. But what is hard is you're playing your originals. What do you do then once your song finishes? Look at each other and you're like, put the capo on that and then we're going to play this next song. And there's just this awkward silence. And yeah, it's like, yeah. holy shit, that took a year to work out. So the first gig we ever did, Jeremy had this, you know, Bon Jovi kind of start. Jeremy was going to walk on, do this solo forever. And I was going to come on like a legend halfway through it. And oh, the whole idea God, was cheese. Like <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Anyway, thinking of this, Jeremy comes on and we're all pumped. It's all rent a crowd as well. So we're still nerve wracking. And Jeremy he took care of to start. I'm like, what is he doing? What is he doing? He's walked on and he plugged his guitar. And in the meantime, between sound check and the gig, the whole, you know, the electrical. The jack had jack. gone up into the guitar. Oh. So I walked on and was like, yeah. I just didn't know what to do. So I sort of froze and looked around a little bit. So I've just put that guitar down. I saw Tom's guitar sitting there. So I walked over to him. And it's like silence, lights on. Walked across the other side of the stage. Oh, picked the guitar up. Plugged his in. Started strumming. It was in a different tuning. Oh. Stopped. Retuned. Started again. The capo was on a different spot. Oh, <laughs> took that off. Then started. It's like oh, the boys must be going. What's this? What's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Imagine the crowd going. Then the boys going? Going? Oh, It was just oh, like this pin drop. I, I and I couldn't see. And I'm like, what is going on? Oh my god! And then the crowd lit up. He started playing. They all lit up. I'm like, oh, oh, great. We're back on. We're back, We're back. on. But I didn't know he took my guitar. Back before, no guitar techs, no spare guitars. Yes, <laughs> I didn't right. think he had spare strings. And and I walk on, yay, how you going, I'm here. And by this stage, I didn't know anything bad was happening. Jeremy had just gone to a shell, just like, he doesn't know his guitar's gone yet. And I'd say, <laughs> so the first song was without a guitar, you know, thinking I was, I don't know. Everything's all good here, yeah, we're nailing it. And turn around for the second song and, where's my guitar? Jeremy didn't go, I've got it. <laughs> he just let me work it out. I'm looking all around the stage. <laughs> it's always it. just like, let's just pretend like nothing happens here. Yeah. So like, Head in the sand, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I've, mate, it was panic, mate. But we always have a couple of songs up, up our sleeve at the back that get you home, no matter how shit the start is. So <laughs> we got home. We got home. You we lived over that bloody finish line. But um, that was our first gig. And then everything, yeah, so we've had everything go wrong. Yeah. How we're do you guys, that part. Eddie and I, well, Eddie, you do it more than I do, but like you'll often, when Eddie's had a drink with a few mates, he'll play a game, like the singing game, where you basically have to pick a song and try and sing it as well as you can. And it's like you can tell if you you can tell like if people aren't trying like if you have still, to start you have to go again. you have to go again until you, you really put your heart like, and your soul <coughs> yeah, that yeah. is brilliant yeah. yeah your heart and your soul and we all sing the same thing so it's not like someone gets something easier than yeah, someone else yeah. yeah you go around the circle you got to put your heart and your soul into it and I'm awful everyone else is awful but there's a couple of gems here and there like yeah. there's a couple of boys that are that are all right and you're probably leading down the path of how do you know yeah like I'm like how do you know you're a good singer like when does that start and like you know. What's the... It's and when do you let people... When do you let the yeah, world know? Yeah, when do you let people know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, well, for us, we didn't know. I mean, I'm from, as I said, big family and it was a fight for the microphone. I'm the youngest. So I, I was never the better singer in my family. They, that was their job, and I suppose. So it was a musical family, though? like Musical, yeah. Yeah, naturally could just sort of sing. Got a yeah. brother and a sister that can sing really, really good. But I didn't have much of a voice in that, so I branch off to boarding school and that was my thing singing funny songs you know and yeah right. so i just started getting a bit of bit of attention and uh <laughs> then as jeremy mentioned early the girls start liking it and as a short fella you know 
didn't have abs and stuff. Nice web sandals, fat as yeah. well. You're in good company. It worked. Yeah. Still yeah, worked. I'm like, shit. I need to be bumped <laughs> That's up. sweet. That's how you know. <laughs> That's Dra- it. You drag along to a party, and if you can trump the jocks, you got them covered. <laughs> you're good. Have you have you had classical training over the years, or you just no? Just no, neither of us had training. I mean, if you see Jamie can play everything: piano, guitar. Not that well. Some good, some oh. bad. Have you always? How many? Like, what was your first instrument? How did you sort of pick um, them all up? I started on the drums, and then I got stuck on the bass, and then the guitar was always around. Yeah. So, big Torres Strait on the family, ten boys in one room, and it was yeah, ten boys. Yeah, yeah That's we was living rocky, and a couple of my cousins got sent down to go to school down there. Okay, no right. Up north, so. It was competitive. Oh, far <laughs> out. We had the whole it. band stuff set up in the room. You know, oh, really? Drums, drums, guitars, and boxing gloves, pretty much. So, like, <laughs> yeah. so could all can all your brothers play? Yeah, they're, they're, they're all pretty. They're all pretty handy. Yeah, that always be saying. Tom coming over for the party? You know, can you guys sing? I'm like, why am I here? Why? Because they're so much better than you. Yeah. Just go, great, my turn. (laughs) (laughs) And what about the piano? How's that coming? Like, is is that, you have all that in there? Is it like, is it? Yeah, the piano, yeah, I can play a little bit. I I haven't learned how to play properly. And sometimes even when I'm in the studio, people who actually play, I go, what are you actually playing? But it sounds good. Like, it sounds good. Yeah, you're just sort of vibing it out. Just put the, if it sounds in the right key, just put a few together and away you go. So then are you doing a lot of that? Uh, for the arrangements of the songs, like you, um, you like, will you be like, oh, like how much of? Because with I know from like whatever the little I understand in terms of like what a producer will do. Like I guess they're giving you like ideas. So like, what if we put some something in like this? Do you guys mainly drive all of that? We do a bit now, don't we? Now we do. Um, most of it will be driven on the guitar. So like, well, can you play? And then we'll get someone who actually can play properly quickly. And I'll just sort of hey, try this part or try that part and. Um, and, and we work that way, but it's too easy to get session musicians these days that are just yeah, unbelievably so freakish. Yeah, right. We, our keyboardist plays freak, mate. Played with Wolf Mother for years, and he, you know, he's classically trained. Oh, dude, is he? Is that because there's? I mean, is that the is that the Joker, in the, or is it Mind's Eye? That doodle 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 doodle. Is that him? That's yeah, him. yeah. Oh, sick. Got the hair and, and stuff. Oh, he, and he's amazing. such a good human being as well. But he's just like um, Mario Kart and piano. Like, oh, that's what switch. Oh, switch. switch. Like, you'll be talking about the gig, and he'll be like, I think we should go to F sharp there, and blah blah blah. And he's playing. Oh, wow. Well, it'll take it wherever. So, we'll be in a backstage room. Or if he was here, just happened to be here, he'd be on that TV over there. Well, we've got Mario Kart and gets us all into it. We're all into it. Brain's just, it's completely different, man. Really? In Perez. In Perez. Yeah, P R E S. Great. All our band are great, and he's an awesome addition. He's part of everyone at the moment. In fact, we won't have him for long. All the big dogs are. Oh, what? Back yeah, in. they all start coming. So yeah. the people that you use for like the recording sessions, do they are they generally in your band when you tour as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, unless you know, it depends if you're overseas or whatever. But mostly, I mean, some of the times you don't even need it. You can just do Jeremy and I and the producer if you can get it all done. Mm. Uh, depending on who you're working with, it helps if they're in there. They know the parts. Less to rehearse, <laughs> which he likes. I hate Knock it over and off you go. Oh, that's his yeah, motto. How long does it take you to come up with a song generally? Is it like it, was, it all, was it sort of horses for courses? Just yeah, depends. if it's a good song, real quick. Yeah, <laughs> is that generally how it goes? Yeah. <laughs> talk about any of the big hits they always talk about. You know, most of the most of the big hits, whether it's I don't know, Coldplay for example, wrote their album and then they finished and he went and did Yellow outside. You know, Yellow. Yeah, of course. But Bruce Springsteen finished his album, Dancing in the Dark. 
get back in, let's do that. Right. I think Bernard Fenning was the same for Wish You Well. And we haven't had one of those hits yet, though, so I'm not sure why we're comparing ourselves <laughs> to those guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we finished the album and go, should we just go and muck around? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, just going to go outside for like five a, minutes and see what I can come up with. <laughs> I just want to go I was just going to say, like, um, once, you, once you finish an album, like when you spend a lot of time in the like editing, are you like obviously part of the editing process, right? Like you're hearing it so many times over and over again. By the end of it, are you over it. Like yeah. are you sort of, it's hard to, is it hard oh, to sort yeah. of go? Okay, that's finished. We are yeah. definitely over it. Not, I got to say, probably one of the only bands that are like that though. I'm over right. it as soon as we finished recording it. Like <laughs> like fish guitar, put the guitar down. I don't want to hear this song. Yeah. <laughs> Show me when it's on the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they go much. back and forth, back and forth. So many times you can get a little. Oh bit man, and you get you just look. I, I got hats off to producers, man. They are so, and these guys are probably the same. Just on, like so meticulous probably and. That was very generous. I wasn't even going to let you finish a sentence. I'm like, nope. Yeah, they just stare at the computer for hours on end and like. I don't know how their brains comprehend it and they put it together, but yeah, I, it round and round the circle it goes for me. It's just, I get confused. And, mm. and then once it's done, is there ever like a, you'll hear a song back, it's on the album, you go, fuck, I would have loved it if I could have done that. Like, do you Always. have any like new ideas? <laughs> yeah, you've got to get that out of your head. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. It'd send you Otherwise, mad. they'll send you back in to do it again. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which we did a bit on this last album. Um, funnily enough, we wrote, recorded this song and, then, and we thought it was. Maybe it is shit hot. Maybe it is. Um, we thought it was the best song. We, our manager came in and went, we've done it. We've written a song. We listen on repeat. We did it all, blah, blah, blah. Thought it was great. And maybe we both got a bit of feedback from back home from our you know, loved ones. Right. That might have just gone, yeah. yeah. And it's not on the album now. And it was oh, the one really? Totally. Oh, that was definitely the one. I was like, we're going big time. <laughs> yeah. Not on the album. Uh, yeah, really? Like, and it just didn't make it on. I think someone said it sounded like someone that we didn't like. And we're like... Oh, really? Do you ever feel like, you know, I think back to like the Queen with Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. like this is going to be the single and they're like, no, it's fucking not. It's ridiculous yeah. having that that long. Like, yeah, we're doing it. Have you ever had to stick to your guns with any of the songs you've, that you've wanted on an album but other people haven't wanted? Like, I reckon we should have. Yeah. Honestly, or at least what singles are because you sort of trust in people that know, like they know what's working from the marketing point of view, but even though we self-confess now, the labels are like, we do not know what's going to work. Yes. Yeah. No one knows what's going to work now. No. No, like, no. Who knows? How can you? You can't. Like, you listen to some of the biggest songs in the world, you're like, yeah, yeah sure, but like... You also what? listen to some of the biggest songs and you go, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Well, I just like, mean, most of them aren't like, oh, that's the best song that's ever been written. Like, that no, should be the yeah. best song in the world. It's just sort of... I know. You just don't know. And, like, you know, they say, you know, when we were a few albums back, it was all about, it has to be upbeat to get on radio, or, you know, it has to be a certain tempo or whatever, and... Mm. Like then, John Legend comes out with a song on a piano. Like, well, why is that working? Yeah, <laughs> can't we just sing that acoustic one? We do. Yeah. So no, um, but we should trust our instinct. Is there any song that you wish you'd made a single? That you sort yeah, of probably Ed Sheeran's first single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look back on some of our early songs. Like, oh, I reckon that should have been a single. But hey, like again, who who really knows? Yeah. yeah. But so then, how, how like? Yeah. I guess. So when you're writing albums, right, like, uh, and I guess more from a lyrical perspective, but maybe more broadly as well, I guess there's a vibe to a, each album, right? Yeah. Like there's a bit of a, whether it's an influence or whether it's a mood or whatever it is, 
I imagine then you can't like go back and be like, well, we did, we left that one off that album. Fucking let's whack it into this one. Or can you no, do that? No, we did that actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've sweet. done that a lot. We did that. We wrote, do you know Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish? I do, but I like, as in, I, d- I definitely know who he is. And then there'll be a song and I'd be like, I know who so he is. So Hootie and the Blowfish were massive in the 90s. And they were like, it's the biggest debut album ever. And, you know, Let Her Cry and all, that, all those songs. Anyway, he's now become this international country superstar. Wagon wheel, rock me, mama, like a wagon. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's massive. Like, that's like, like the karaoke song. Oh yeah, yeah. big. Yeah. And I think he's like the first um, black American ever be number one in the country charts over there. Whatever. Anyway, he's we. He's humongous sport fan. Like he he runs um, golf podcasts and really, NFL. yeah, he's huge and he's like he's in with it. Anyway, bit of a legend. We were over there recording. The whole moral of the story is that song ended up making. This album it didn't make the last one, but yes, right. We're over recording, and someone said, "Do you guys want to write with Darius Rucker?" Like, what? What are you talking about? He lives in Charleston in South Carolina. So we went down to his house with no idea what was happening. No mm. one could tell us any more info. Felt like a stitch up to be honest. We get there to his house, this ridiculous, beautiful house, and he's like pushing each other first, a bit nervous. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, come in, boys." Well, hey, we got in there. What wire? Why are we writing? Are we writing for you, for us? We're like, what? We're like, oh, I just love Aussies. And I said, yes. Well, like, okay. Sick. Should ask the question a bit more then. Yeah. <laughs> and was it? What's the experience like of writing with someone like him? Is it easy? Yeah. Oh, the the writing part was not cool. It was fun. It was fun. But it was just sitting in that man cave of his. Oh, mate. He had a TV screen, probably the size of this entire world, yeah, with every sports channel on there. Yep. And he was had the laptop up and he was patting on different games. <laughs> He's just loving it. While we're doing oh, it. And, so, and I'm looking at around this stuff and I'm like, Tom, that's a, that's a green jacket. I bet you that's a He's Tiger a, Woods green yeah, jacket. Yeah, Tiger Woods green jacket. He's red polo. Is that Tiger Woods? Yeah, it's his third one. It's just his third PGA jacket. And he ever just got hanging it. Hanging on his... Hanging They're all home. mates. They're all chums. Oh, really? And then the, he had this sick guitar in the corner. It was like this massive double bass looking thing. I was like, wow. What's that? He went, oh, yeah. Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton were here last week. They just gave it to me. I'm like, <laughs> We don't belong here, <laughs> but it was cool. But yeah, he, I, I don't know whether he was just like, let's get this session over because he just kept saying yes to everything. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Uh, or he just doesn't overthink the songwriting process, which I'd like to think is, you know, the way he writes. And yes. yeah, this song at the time, we really liked it, but we didn't get a chance to kind of, it didn't make sense for the other album. We didn't get a chance to put it on and we revisited it. And now it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's on the album. It's good. That's also that's that's uh, satisfying then at least yeah. like you know where you can go you can go back maybe we go back with this other one you left off as well. Eh? Also selfishly, I was thinking we were thinking, hey maybe he might like be part of it and help it be big. Mm. Maybe um, he release it and we actually make money. <laughs> <laughs> and I reached out to him because they were like, we'll reach out to him. I'm like, I didn't want to because I didn't want to be. Um, I didn't. I want to be turned down, you know. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah no, I get that. it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I did. No, I thought bugger it. I did. You asked him. Yep. And he's on it. No response. Oh. <laughs> Fuck no, it. You, you fucking got to be in it. Changed his that, number, I reckon. I think he changed his. Yeah, name. he must have. Yeah. yeah what a dog. No, he went to the keeper. Fuck Darius Rucker. Actually, <laughs> I take that back. But like the US country sort of market is humongous. Hey, like I imagine Mate. that's like is that is that I guess in, in the same way where you're like you don't necessarily want to do anything to try and get big like specifically or like get on triple j played the specific songs but like i imagine that u.s market is something that's like massive you'd be eager to crack 
You, you even get a little bit of it. One of our good friends, she is the best singer ever, I reckon, to come out of this country. Now, she wasn't getting played on Triple J or wasn't getting any love here. So she's more of a top liner, which they sing the melodies. Right. So she went over to LA. and she's Could like, you just oh. give me an example of who a top line, a contemporary top liner would be that I would know? Uh, Sia. Okay. Yep. You know, even though she sings her own songs. Like, yeah. top liners don't necessarily, necessarily wouldn't know their names. Right. They do the top lines for all the superstars, you know? Gotcha. Mm. And just hitting melodies that their brains naturally do because they're such good singers. Mm. And she's that. She could do it. She could do her own thing as well. When I first went to stay with her, it's like a blow-up mattress, just like the shittiest apartment ever. And the second time we went over, and like the song that she wrote last time I was there, it was like, it's getting a bit of traction. And then the third time we went over, it was like climbing up to number one. It was Anne-Marie... And Marshmallow, it was a song called Friends. It got to number two in America. Wow. And now she now owns, oh man, she's loaded. Oh, really? So basically, you get, you get to number one, yeah. number two in the States, you're home and hose. Oh, big time. They okay. call it the Millie, the Millie song. The Millie. Really? The Millie. She was the first to, in Australia to get a billion streams. A billion? Yeah, with that song. Yeah. Wow. And oh, she's got it more since, like, she's written with everyone. And then it just opens the doors for, like, hey, now that you've got that, can you come in with One Direction? Can you come in with, for sure. you know, do you want to do a session with Ed Sheeran or yeah, whatever? Yeah, right. What does a billion streams get you from Spotify? Probably Five bucks? Seventeen dollars? Like Seventy yeah. bucks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'll ever be able to tell you that, but I don't know. Oh, no, that would be substantial. Yeah. Yes. Because you I just think. hear that artists get fuck all from Spotify. Yeah. So. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. We get nothing. Yeah, right. yeah. It's, it's. <laughs> what's the what's your perception of the music industry generally? Like whether specifically Australia, maybe, but just generally, and how they how artists do you uh, do you feel like you get your fucking what you're worth? Because it seems like you don't. Oh, it's hard in man. that regard. It's, there's so many different opportunities now, so you can't like you just got to make your opportunity. Yeah. Mm. Either adapt or don't. Yeah. You know, social media, you can be scared of it for ages. TikTok and all that shit, but if you. Are you on there yet? I fucking we try to be on TikTok. It's nah, like it's I saw you guys are on Threads though. Well, that's basically we just, just like uh, it's I like oh they're Threads. Yeah, sure we're on Threads. Have I been in there once? No, I think Dave and, <laughs> well and Tobin might guys. have been in there. We need you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Not a thread. It, it's, ba- <laughs> <laughs> it's basically our Instagram videos on Threads, yeah, which know, is owned by Instagram yeah, yeah. in a different format. Sure, like we'll go along with it, right? mate. I tried to jump on. I was like, bugger this! I'm getting on early, and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna interact, and I just yeah, yeah, I even like threw me balls on the line and. Threw a question out there to get an answer back. Nothing. Would you? Oh. <laughs> first world problem, I said. I said, uh, first world problems, I'll go first. Got off the drink for a month. Off the drink for a month and the first gig is a wild, wild turkey bourbon gig. <laughs> Not that funny anyway. <laughs> well, I thought it was all right at the time. <laughs> no, I went, no, I'll just keep doubling down. On it. And then at the end, she went, you're a bit thready today. <laughs> and so I went, my wife says I'm thready, I'm off. Yeah, no, no fuck that. Put it on twice. No, I just kept like putting other shit on. And so, oh, yeah, right. anyway, it turns out I've uh, resigned. Yeah, uh, you've quit threads. I look at it every now and then. Yeah, look at this an illustrious threads career you've had. <laughs> Thank <laughs> it's you. Quite a I went out hard. Short lived. Come out of the blocks harder than any other platform. Do you guys have to do most of your, so, your own social media and stuff? Like, how do you? I mean, outside of threads, obviously, it's very new, and it sounds like you've got yeah. that sorted. <laughs> 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 Maybe some more established social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do need a bit of help with it. Um, we have just brought on a mate of ours that's helping. He just helping it because the album's coming out. Yes. Just getting more content because we're never, when we're with each other, it's like either me filming Jeremy's calf muscles, like uh, 
while he's rehearsing. <laughs> it's just like, how many photos of Jeremy from side on do I have to put up, you know? Yeah. Uh, so he's just bringing a bit of variety and a plan and it's helped so much. It takes that pressure off as well. Big time. Just about trying to make it authentic mm. without yes. being embarrassed. Which we you still just got to own it. You got to own it. You own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So seriously. True. Like, you know, I, I, we don't like promoting self-promoting ourselves but now i can i like i'm feel more comfortable hiding behind yeah. hello sport than doing it yeah. of yeah. myself yeah i'm, de- I'm definitely not on my own instagram at all it's no. like photos of my kids maybe or like yeah well you kind of use it as a bit of a thing to filter it in yeah, yeah. but doing yeah. the hello sport one it's like, like you just sort of talk a bit of shit <laughs> yeah know? but i would never i wouldn't like but you got a mate just kind of like <laughs> share tough. the embarrassment with as well which yes is 100 yes. helps we got as well it helps yeah. uh and it's not i mean it's just it's what it is. It's just adapting, really, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's the adapting. You, like, if you don't do it, you're fucking, you're yeah. doing yourself a disservice. And, mate, to be honest, what actually got me over the line is when I got on TikTok for the first two years, I didn't post, we didn't post a thing. And I was just started getting the algorithm, algorithms right. And then all of a sudden, my algorithm started being uh, people cutting lawns and, you know, like. Dude, yeah, but sometimes that's, that's some good shit. Well, it was like, hang on, these guys have got the shit going on. <laughs> and I was like, and they're my age. Yeah. And they're not, you know doing dances but don't you also find i find like firstly i like i don't know if it is a sign of the fact that i'm getting a little older that yeah. like i can look at a good lawn on instagram and be like oh, shit that's oh a, guess that me going that's a that in a, that's a, a nice clean a rabbit hole with the old yeah. lawn yeah. <laughs> there was a bloke i used to follow who, who cleaned pools like real shitters oh, over in yeah. the uk because they like cover them up from for all of winter, basically. Yeah, just on a time And lapse. he he ended up getting millions of followers on TikTok. Yeah, it's absurd. Well, what but a great business model for him now. He just doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to put any posters up, does he? No, exactly. No, it's exactly right. But the frustration then is, is that when we're trying to, like, run a business that's heavily social media based, you're yeah. like, how's this piece of shit just trimming grass? <laughs> and he's getting a million views and I can't find <laughs> I know. What is yeah. going on? Hey, we always say it. That's the advice we've just been given to young artists. Don't look at anyone else's backyard. Exactly some right. Posts, some posts just go nuts. So I put a post up, not a music one. Like, I want my music ones to go nuts. So I put one of <laughs> me whinging about the penalty count for game two. <laughs> 600,000 yeah. views. Yeah. But then I put something like, get the album. Mate, what was wrong with the penalty count for game two, mate? You guys Everything. were you guys were fucking ill-disciplined. Bring you back should, Barry Gomez. You were ill-disciplined. <laughs> And we still lost. <laughs> we did lost. We got pumped. Actually, yeah. I think it was game one. It was just well, the well you're really, you're real disciplined. The penalties both of that them. they didn't pick up on, which were just atrocious. Do you subscribe to the idea that essentially we won Origin? If you count that, like <laughs> we shouldn't have lost game one. Oh, that is hilarious. Whoa. Someone else said that that day. Yeah. It's like, if um, you think about it. Uh, yeah, but but, yeah, but yeah. like you said before, you did. Well, no, it's <laughs> yeah. very. I did say speaking. that. You've <laughs> got me on on a play. You back didn't. There. You kind of just gave it to us in the end. Well, we you had you a man know, in the bin. What? We're up by what six or eight or whatever it was. Well, no, we're up by two. Was, cat was crazy. Man in the bin. Then you guys scored with eight to go. I think two. Tries. Well, yeah, the first two. one, and then then fucking Lindsay Collins out jumps. Oh, wasn't that good. I mean, do you guys are you guys worried that Billy Slater's starting to smell his own farts? No, nah, nah, it's a funny. I listened to that part that you were talking about. You know, his bush press conference. Yeah, mm. bush pilot. Yeah, yeah, I was like, come on, Billy, get back to riding those horses, mate. Yeah. and I'm sure he will. Well, Listen, I'm, oh, no, I'm, he'll, I'm, he'll be. He sniffed those fluffs for long enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're yeah. a bit worried down here. He's getting high on his own supply, Bill. Oh, you, know, you wouldn't you love love him to be there? Because God, it looks like we got something cooking know, up there. Eh? I know. It oh, does. you certainly do. Tell us this. I've always been curious from a New South Wales point of view. Who is your most fit? Who do you hate when he gets, when the ball gets in his hands? Like, I remember watching when I was young, like, don't give it to Laurie Daly. 
Don't give it a load yeah. of Don't give it a monster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was GI, though, for most of oh, like, the longest. Oh, it was just GI. He, like, he was around that ball. He was, was unbelievable. That team was hard to hate. Like, it was, I don't worry, I, I oh, found I a tried. way to hate him. I found a way yeah. to hate him, but like, yeah, it was like the only person I hated was probably Hodges because he was such yeah, a, like, yeah, a grunt, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, like yeah. he was always. Well, everyone niggly. hates Sam Thorda here too, don't they? No. Oh no, nah, Thorda's all right. Thorda. I didn't think well, he's coming kind of for the money as much. Well. It's a bit of fi- it's a bit fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah, fifty fifty. Sam Thorda. Hodjo was a tough one to. Everyone to get hates Hodjo. Well, he was, hated. Yes, yeah, we yeah, love yeah. Hodjo now. We've met. Of course, we love him now. We love everyone now. But in the in the spirit about we even tried to like you know if you think about it, Cameron Smith never did anything wrong. And we've still sort of come up with a narrative but that he's that's like probably a piece why of you didn't shit, like you know him. You prefer it if he yeah, give us a reason to hate you. Please. Hey, I'll give you a reason to like him. Um, I live at Corumban on the Gold Coast. My nephews play for him, and Matty Guy's the coach. My brother's part of it as well, and he he's best mates with Cameron Smith. So Smith Cameron Smith's moved to Goldie, and his kids go to school there. Yeah. The other day, we're just watching, and he's Cameron Smith running the water. I'm like, what's going on here? He's running the water, and he's telling the boys behind the line, "Okay, you get in here, take your time. Now's the." Really, yeah, and I got all the. Oh, we could hear him talking. It's like they're just sitting there like this, like puppies. And then afterwards, he goes in the beer and has the scales of beer with them. Really, how good's that? Unbelievable. Yeah. How old were the kids? Uh, a grade. Oh, okay, a grade, but right, he was under twenties right. and a grade. He did, he ran the water for it all. Really? Yeah. He seems like a great fella. They, he yeah, seems yeah, like a great I've fella. never met him. I only briefly actually, but yeah, he's apparently a good bloke. But yeah. back to that Queensland, like who you feel like Greg Inglis, just all timer, like just. He was just, he yeah. just terrified as soon as he got the ball in his hands. But like, he was just, he's close to my favorite player ever, I think. Really. Yeah, he's like, just so a one, he just, once in a lifetime, isn't yeah. he? Did you see Xavier Coates wind up on the weekend? Did you see oh, that long yeah. range try? Oh, yeah. He just Listen, kept getting, it was like Greg kept getting faster and faster. He's, he's a weapon. We were talking yesterday, if you had to choose a New South Wales player oh, yeah. to come into Queensland team, we adopt, who would it be? And we both agree on the same person. What would your Queensland player? Well, who was your player? Matt Burton. Yeah, you'd adopt Matt Burton. Yeah. See, you know, and you know what's good at that is that he's a player that would get fucking picked by Queensland, yeah. and we don't pick him, and yeah. it's so well, funny. Well, he's not in your team. He didn't, get, he, didn't get pe- he, didn't, he didn't get picked. No, yeah. that's what I mean. No, listen, Bradman Best did a job, and Stephen Crichton was solid. But you find but a way still, to get you find a way to just, just get him in the side because like you and I wouldn't have picked Matt Burton. I would have picked him over Clint Gutherson. No, I'm saying that in was that, the answer to that question. Who would you pick from the Queensland team? Yeah, Who would I pick for Queensland? To be a New South Wales Munster. Yeah, Munster. Like, but yeah. Munster's obvious, right? Yeah. So, like, if I was going to... Any player. Any player. Because it's... Like, you know, another bloke that would make our Queensland side? Jake Travojevic. Yeah, we'll see. Then Ruben right, Cotter would be one oh, from you. Yeah. Ruben Cotter, oh, Tino. That type of player just seems... Like, I, when, he, when he was left out... Again, know, that's a, we don't get it. I don't... Time, um, that's... Anyway, we don't listen. We eat it like, as Matty John says, we eat our own down here. Like that's just what we do. Yeah, we we can't get out of our own fucking way. And look, it's been a problem because you always had something to choose from. Where we never really did. Yeah, Yeah. we do now, but you know, we used to just have to pick who we had to pick, and then anyone that was a fringe player end up getting a start and playing unbelievable. Like now we know John Doyle. But like Ruben Cotter would not have been picked when he like he, he, he might now. No, but like yeah. he would never have been picked for New South Wales. Like he's just not that sort of a, no. Someone that right. we just like skip past. Like we, with the greatest respect to Tavita Pangai Junior. We picked Tavita Pangai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who openly said that he wanted and play for supports Queensland. Queensland. We just again, it's just it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then we just all like justify it, going, "Oh no, fuck! He was young. He was having a rough day or whatever." And then it's like you get in there and you're like, yeah, he's, he's having a rough. This guy doesn't. Like, like I don't know how many blokes. 
blokes you've picked that openly saying they fucking love New South Wales. Well, there's no yeah. chance. Like Luke Keary no. almost went to the High Court trying to, to get, trying to, to play, play for Queensland. Queensland. I know yeah. the poor bugger. Now they picked him. I know. <laughs> there, there, was a, <laughs> um, there was this weird radio segment in Brizzy the other day on the eve of the Origin, where New South Wales players wanted to go up and become. We saw um, it. Yeah, we saw it, dude. It was um, fucking disgraceful. The, the punters, you mean? Triple M, no, Brisbane, Dan Anstey, and Margot. It was the and Mardo and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and they had to get baptized in the Brisbane. Baptized. Baptized. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was we, we, we are of the opinion that they were Queenslanders just doing a cheap stuff. Must yeah. have been, or they don't like footy. Yeah, that was just, no. Yeah. That, it was because you like shame on you if you're a fucking New South Wales oh, doing totally that. Like no. shame on you. Yeah. Queenslanders don't have respect for that. You know, no, exactly. that's what I mean. It's you're like, a turncoat. Yeah. Like our producer Dave, who's never been to Queensland. He's never been to Queensland. Queensland. Yeah. Queensland. That's, that's bullshit. <laughs> You've I've never been, been there, mate. many times. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you yeah, haven't. Many times. You've flown over it. No, I'm from Sydney. That's brilliant. Born and raised. He's never been to Queensland. He's flown over it on his way to fucking Bali or something. I've had a I've had about a couple of mates, new, big New South Wales supporters, say to me, I hope New South Wales get belted in game three so they sort their shit out. There was a part of it where, like, I never want New South Wales to lose, but it was definitely one where it was like, it's conf- I'm over I was, I was I'm over it. it. I was a bit sort of, like, jaded Are by the whole thing. Because that's... No, I'm now, that, now that I've seen Bradman Best in, in New South Wales Blue. I'm oh, confident we've we got a dynasty. No, we're we're, we're, we're concerned. Yeah, on about that, it's like, what you, now what? No, Who's no, going to make... I don't even Cody know. Cody Walker, he's young at 34 years old. Like, they're <laughs> not picking him next I know, year. Look, I know. You've got a whole new halves next year. Yeah, and they'll, well, they'll screw a Nathan Cleary will be back. Jerome Lewis. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's one of those series where at the start of it, I was like, our side's so fucking hot. And sexy, and there's no way we lose. And now at the end of the series, I'm looking at it and they look months. old, yeah, and decrepit, and time for a clean out. So it's tough. I, it's it's tough. I, you know, I love that the passion, the passion. It hurts, doesn't it? It does hurt. And look, I, I know we've been lucky over the last whatever few decades. You've won, years, you've won 14 <laughs> of the last. 18, I grew so. up like when it was heyday, when it really mattered. You know, when we were eating jats, crackers, and cheese, and pickled onions at the cousin's house on every, you know. Wednesday and June and July, they were stressful. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah. I love that. It was better than Christmas. Mate, like, it was uh, good fun. Like, when we lived together as well at uni, like, we'd have all the boys around our house, but we, it was in the dark years where we'd get fucked on every year, so it wasn't. <laughs> I think yeah. one of us accidentally put a chair in the roof. We did. It was that, actually, we actually won that game, though, that <laughs> night. Jamie Soward puts Minicello on. Oh, that's right. Ricky yeah. Stewart's losing it in the box. We go up to game three, get absolutely pumped. But, you know, we're... We're used to that. Now. We were forcing game threes, though, and that's all that <laughs> yeah, matters. exactly. We were, we were on the Matty Johns footy show on Sunday, and they had Jamie Goddard on. Yep. And they basically milked it the whole way, you know, with all the shit going on with the Johns boys. And yeah. Milked it the whole way leading up to the fight. And I was like, are they showing this fight or not? And then right at the end. They did it. They, did <laughs> they showed, it. They showed it. the club. so good. He it's flogged Joey. It's still Joey, one man. of the best punches mate, ever. Mate, you're just like, oh, that's, and like you just, he absolutely cracked him. I was landed. Yeah, it was fantastic. But he talked about being a, like, he the boxing trainer. Yeah, Mount Isa. In Mount Isa. Yeah. And that's all he did was just punch on. And yeah. Joey needed like, like fucking 12 boxing. stitches in his mouth. Like, did he? Inso- Actually, like internal stitches I didn't in know his that. jaw. Wow, he didn't oh, ridiculous. flogged him near death. That was Cadillac. From memory. Was it? Yeah, I think no, so. Well, we wow. lost that one as well. Um, I, think, so, yeah, I think that was, um, what was his name? Tommy Radonikus was like, you have to go on and fucking throw. Like, and, then, and then Joey's walked in, his jaw's like <laughs> broken. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but so your tour starts Friday? No, the tour doesn't start till August. Um, oh, sorry, the album's out album's Friday? album's out Friday. Oh, yeah. yeah, 21st of July, Blood Red, the album comes out. And yep. then 
the tour kicks off in August, September, October, in all the spots. Yeah. All the si- like national, national everywhere. Yeah, Sid- down here, Sydney, Newcastle, Thoreau, down around here, and uh, yeah, hitting all our familiar cities, and and of course we always go back to our country towns, Rocky. Yeah, Cairns, Mackay, and um, Townsville. It's their bread and butter up north. So. How long was that whole the whole tour taking you? Overall, three months. Three months. But you, as you'll sort of come home and you go again, you yeah. sort of we're taking the finals off final week. Yeah, yeah, smart, smart. You don't play up there during the finals, especially when Brisbane's looking as hot as they are. I know. Well, I reckon we've got Calandra Music Festival on that day, and I'm thinking about pulling maybe, out. Maybe pulling out already. <laughs> <laughs> he so you're sick it. now. <laughs> yeah, we're calling in sick. Um, and where can people get tickets to the shows? Yeah, our website buzzbimaru.com. Beautiful. So we can get the album and everything. Perfect. Love that. Thanks for coming in, boys. It was great to meet you. Great to chat. Yeah, Good luck with it all. Likewise. We'll, uh, we'll okay, keep yeah. in touch. Whenever you want to come back on, always welcome. Thank you very much. Cheers, boys. Awesome. Good luck. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>